It's so weird when we know it's the cold open while we're doing it. <laughs> I know. We just have to do it. We just have to banter like it's a normal be, conversation. <laughs> well, it'd be like everyone in Seinfeld. Everyone in Seinfeld just stops and stares at the camera for a second. It's just it, like. It would be like ugh. being in Jerry Seinfeld's apartment and there being a live bass player in there. <laughs> <laughs> And you just start like having a regular convo, but then the bass player starts going, and you're like, "Oh, oh. do okay. I? Okay, am I? Do I have a good punchline?" Or oh, I guess we're go. We're, am we're skipping I the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should all shut up and go down to the cafe or something and start uh, start the next scene. <laughs> all right. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, you know, it's. It's uh we like pirates around here, right? We're we're oh, really we're really a pirate forward. Remember that one? <laughs> I that, do. That what does a vast mean? I, think I knew this at it, one point. I did know this. A vast. Uh, is it look out? Is it look out? Because I'm sure there's I, a more technical version of it, like look to the somewhere, whatever. Of <laughs> look to the somewhere. Oh look, my god. It, I look at vast. I type look, in a, a vast. <laughs> I type in avast meaning to Google, and it says avast, exclamation, nautical. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And apparently it means to avast, nautical. It's stop or cease. Oh. And and the example sentence is, you young man, avast there. Okay. I don't know about that. Nobody says that. No pirates I know say that. Nobody's ever said that. Uh, After you just just completely farted out, farted on all of your... (laughs) Your nautical cred. Oh, I used to know it, but you don't I, know a I, single. I, you don't know a single pirate. You don't know any pirates. No, 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 not one pirate. You don't know one single pirate. I do know a few pirates. I know a pirate named Monkey. His name is Monkey. What are two um, other names he has? <laughs> I about lost my shit. Whatever it is, six, eight, ten hours into Baldur's Gate, a significant amount of Baldur's Gating has happening, and you're talking to all these Lazels and Shadowhearts, and then you meet just some dude in a dungeon named Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Brian. He has no idea what's going on in this world. (laughs) He's been (laughs) isekai'd. Okay, but we 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 should probably give some some time at some point to the fact that the main character of One Piece is named Monkey, and <laughs> nobody ever calls him that. But his name is canonically Monkey. Uh, it's the wheel of One Piece. It's in front of us. It it begs for our touch, our sweet embrace. <laughs> it wants it wants to get shoved, spun even. Mm. My uh, my heart is. I a didn't flutter. know. I didn't know you could make a game show wheel. So sensual, but here we are. I mean, you've heard our other One Piece episode. Andy did some real magic on that uh, on that spin with the four kids theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, uh, and it and it's gonna make that sound again. Who wants to? Who wants to give our first little little spin? I spin it. I put my dirty little mitts all up in that wheels of crevices. Oh, Ooh. a deep one. <laughs> we, we found a deep piece. <laughs> w- w- uh, say the episode. It's well, the episode is uh, number eight thirty-seven. The birth of mom. The day that Carmel <laughs> vanished. <laughs> the birth of mom. Carmel. 
<laughs> Carmel. Carmel. Uh, wow, Carmel. 837. So we're finally we're finally getting up there. Yeah, we're gonna the we're gonna be completely due. lost. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, I love a deep a deep one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the. I spin take it the... again first. And oh I put my shit! Fingers on the, I put my fingers on the pegs again. <laughs> and they're dirty. I got mud. I got caramel on my fingers. Hmm. Wait a minute. That's that's still newer than both the episodes we watched before. This is episode three forty that we've rolled now. The oh, man, okay. ca- <laughs> the man called a genius, Hogback appears. Hogback. Uh, oh, doctor said I had Hogback. He's still my heart. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Oh that's god. That's a great villain name. Hogback. Yeah. Maybe he's a hero. He's a genius. Mm. <laughs> he can be anything he wants. <laughs> I mean, like the, uh, we see the Japanese translation. Hagubaku is literally. <laughs> yeah, Hagubaku. I want it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we have our assignments, boys. We've uh, done it. Should we uh, set sail, take a bite of the gum gum, and come back and talk about him? Yeah. And by him, you mean monkey. Yeah. Talk about monkey. Talk about yeah. him. <laughs> talk about him. <laughs> Capital H. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And I I got a question for everybody. Have you have you ever joined like a, a fandom? You got like really into something. I feel like there's like multiple steps, right? Like you start sort of like, oh, I'm I'm just learning about this thing. Like maybe it's maybe it's beer, right? Like you're just getting into beer and you're like, oh, what's an IPA? And then, you know, you start expanding your your tastes. And then at one point you meet a guy and he only drinks saisons or like a a nice goes. Mm. That's what I feel like about One Piece fans. Because you <laughs> One Piece because is the saison of uh, It's like anime? it's like it's like you can like everything, but they only like saisons. Like that's all they ever I want to talk see. about is well, one. Well, I think I think it's the difference between I think you're looking at it uh top down instead of bottom up. Okay, help me. Okay, so you like anime, so you yes. intentionally watch different things and because you know, because they're in the in the in the field of this thing you enjoy. They're in the, mm-hmm. the space. So you like beer. So you, hey, I'm going to try this weird beer I've never tried before. Uh, yes. These are people who are not beer drinkers. They order a random beer because it's all the bar had. They liked it and said, <laughs> this is it for me. I'm not going to try <laughs> other beers because I'm not a beer drinker. But this okay. one I like and I'm here and I have to drink it. Okay, I'm going to step outside of the beer metaphor really quick. And okay. I, I, what I see is there's that Twitter meme of like guy who's only seen Boss Baby who says getting a lot of Boss Baby vibes from this. 
um, <laughs> where statistically the time commitment spent to watch all of one piece or read all of one piece uh, just means most of what you've seen. That's a good point. As far too. as all media is one piece, like the, the pie yeah. chart is yeah. mostly one piece. Just sort of at least the at biggest, it, at least the biggest, the slice. biggest slice is one piece. So like, you know, yeah. How can breaking uh, bad compare one piece is like 30 breaking bads. Yeah. At least uh, per <laughs> season, I do know maybe. people who do sort of make that value assessment. That's like, I just want to watch a thing and I want to be able to watch it for a long time. And I'm not interested. Like they're the quality mm. is, is not outside of the question, but it's secondary. If they yeah, like, like you it, could buy Civ five and just play it. You can yeah. just play Civ five <laughs> for 12 years. Like you can just keep Why, playing it. You know, some of us. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, that was me. I played I played Civ and nothing else I mean, with, with with minor dalliances and short games for quite a while. Uh, I mean, that's that's great. That's that's people who who understand value. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? We're talking one about piece. how we spun the wheel of One Piece twice more, and we watched more One Piece today. Hell yeah! And oh y'all, uh, you you already heard us, but it is it is. Both of these episodes are deeper into the show than the ones we watched last time around, uh, which means two things, I think. It means a lot of things, but two primarily to me. One is that we're even more lost than than previous. And two is that the animation's at least nicer to look at. Yeah, I and just a reminder, just a reminder, we have not seen any of One Piece before this. We're going Correct. in. This is our blind odyssey through a randomized selection <laughs> of One Piece episodes. I, I have a comment on the animation, actually. Cause so mm. I do know like when they do when they do big set piece battles or when they do their openings, those are those are tight. Um mm-hmm. and I don't know, I cannot speak to the later years production style. But I do know it was trying to be pretty much concurrent with the manga for a very long time, which meant just spitting out epis, right? Yep. Um, and I do see the corners they cut. Like, the pictures are nice, but the animation is very, very minimal in a lot of scenes. It's true. Yeah, I think I think they do... People sitting are... and just blankly not moving, not moving their face, just being in the space for... Yeah. 30 seconds at a time <laughs> as as a person who yes i will admit does consume some shonen does anime eat content anime. i eat anime semla uh, sorry we're getting ahead of myself uh, i eat it like big mom eats a semla and mm. i eat a lot of I eat a lot of different anime but but some of it is shonen anime and it's not all like one piece where they just never stop churning out episodes. But like, even in something like my hero academia, like they clearly strategized their budget yeah. distribution. I get that. Like, I get that. There are episodes where the money is like, Oh, that's where it went. You know what well, I mean? Mm-hmm. And the, the, I can also see the weird ways that they save money becoming an endearing quality. It's almost yeah. adding to the comedy like when they're constantly cutting to a blank screen to uh, like somebody's, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, somebody's in a, at a at a blue backdrop because they're angry and their face turns black. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, how many times has a bottle episode been like the best episode of a show? You know, like and <laughs> those are entirely 
like meant to save money. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. not always the best, but sometimes, yeah, uh, you know. Yes. Uh, it's interesting in the, in, and, and one of the episodes we watched today was 837 and I'm not completely up on like exactly where we're at in terms of numbers of episodes, but I'm pretty sure that's closer, closer like to the end ago, than you'd right? expect. Uh, it was back in like 2018. Oh, wow. I want to say. Okay. Let me see. Let me let me double check. What was it? Eight. What did I say? Eight forty. No. Eight thirty-seven. Eight thirty-seven. Oh my god. Eight thirty-seven aired in Japan in 2018, May of 2018. That's so five that's five years ago. Five years ago already. Uh, which makes you want to die a little bit. But in the listing of seasons, that's from season 19, and there's only 20 seasons. So like. We're pretty deep. We're pretty deep, and we're gonna we're gonna sort of you'll see how lost we are. And I think it's it's kind of fun. This is sort of like what I imagined spinning this wheel was gonna be like when we pitched it, uh, just dropping in somewhere where we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> boy. And and did we ever not have context for, for this week? I tell you what, which is interesting. So that was one of the things I was gonna mention with this. Um, I. I was very, very lost, and I think that's natural when you jump eight hundred something into a into a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where they do so much exposition in this episode that for me to get so little from it is a little frustrating. <laughs> um, they, if you're going to do all of this lore drop, it's done. It's done with so much like referencing. Uh, uh, characters and and um, named events rather than the details. Like it didn't help me catch up at all. Yeah. Um. And of course, there's no reasonable expectation. Uh. That that they should. But for like I said, for an episode that was almost entirely backstory and exposition, I I gotta say it. They were really bad at actually bringing the details to the foreground. Yeah, well, there's there's kind of a uh, I think there's kind of a confidence you get to wear when you're 840 episodes deep into a show. Like, <laughs> this you know is what? Not for don't, us. Fuck you, fuck I you, normies. This ain't for don't you. Know how true that is. Like, at some point, you have to build on ramps for new children to continue the legacy. I guess I do so. not I mean, think that I don't think. That the money-making machine relies on people who have been fans for twenty years. I, my only counterargument would be: Do you do you think maybe there's a conversation that happens where they just sort of throw their hands up and go, "Those crazy kids. That's what wikias are for. They'll go read about it and catch up." Like, do you think like like I don't I've know? Only, I've only ever done that when I started reading X Men because. <laughs> Not that it's too hard, but it's like any comic like that. But once you get into one, you start to pick up the, you know, it starts to ripple into your knowledge of other places. Yeah. But when you get your first one and you're so unmoored and the only choice is go back to the very beginning or start somewhere else, uh, then yes, I did do that. But I was also, I was also an adult or at least in college. Uh, Right. Um, I would also argue that they may be building in recap episodes into seasons. That's probably true. That we're also just (laughs) not hitting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I also think if we ever rolled a recap episode, I would have us re-roll because that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it goes against the spirit of this, of not this challenge. Sp- yeah, exactly. Uh, well, why don't we why don't we dive right into it? Yeah, yeah. I think when we, we gotta... set sail, let's bob forward. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's bob forward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we didn't give context for that. So people who are doing this for the first time have no context for. Fuck it. Fuck you. Yo ho ho, uh, and a bottle of gum gum. Uh, we are back uh, with Luffy and the boys. Uh, <laughs> um, we're back with One Piece. This is episode eight thirty seven. Uh, and actually, no, uh, no yeah, main characters. Pretty, pretty monkey light. <laughs> pretty, pretty monkey light. Pretty light on the stretching man, uh, or any of the other characters that we have grown to to love over the other two episodes we've seen. Uh, <laughs> We are jumping in on the episode titled uh, The Birth of Mom, The Day That Carmel Vanished, uh, episode 837. And I'm going to read a synopsis. It's going to sound like nonsense. And I need you to have that experience because it's pretty true to, you know, where we're at. So imagine this is what you turn on the TV with knowing nothing else. Furious at Lin Lin's actions, Jorl tried to strike down Lin Lin, only to be mortally wounded by the rampaging child. Lin Lin's rampage finally stopped when the giants gave her the Semla. <laughs> you know the Semla. Um, Jarl, Jarl prepared to avenge Jorl, Jorl, but yeah, Carmel, I think it is Jorl. <laughs> but Carmel begged him to spare Lin Lin, saying that she would leave Elbath with her. Jorl died in this incident, earned Lin Lin the hatred and this incident earned Linlin the hatred of the giants. Carmel and the children of the sheep's house moved to a different island. Carmel had a secret meeting with Cypher Pole, negotiating on selling Linlin to the world government. The sheep's house children later celebrated Linlin's sixth birthday. After feasting on some sweets, Linlin discovered that Carmel and the other orphans disappeared. Um, yeah. So basically. Yeah. If you're curious, we dropped in on a backstory episode, and it's a backstory a arc, and we're in the second episode of the backstory arc, so we're very yes. much not getting what we need. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Hilarious. Um, so funny. Uh, what a great place to drop in, actually. Um, kind of, like, actually kind of incredible, right? I loved it. Yeah. Um Yes, I think the first thing that that we notice is the animation um, ticking up quite a lot, jumping into the the opening theme. Of, oh yeah, this one this one hits like an EDM song. This is uh-huh. like way more modern. Yeah, the other thing I noticed was, um, did you notice that the irises seem different? Like the eyes had like more of like a ring around the irises. It felt like a. a I conscious... didn't specifically, but I didn't notice the dead eyes of the early early episodes mm-hmm. so you, that's probably true yeah, yeah i don't know it just feels like you know the show goes through several style shifts and whether it is like intentional or just the result of having this many animation teams and people sort of rotating through the show 
for yeah. generations that you kind of just naturally get. Because I've seen little clips of like crazy shit happening in the most recent episodes, like people on Twitter showing like yes, yeah, some like pretty incredible animation, animation that is in no way the same as as anything we've seen already. <laughs> so that you know, it seems like things you know are kind of fluctuating as far as the animation style or like artistic choices. Um, uh, I gotta say, so th- again, so these are we're just sort of trying to capture our experiences coming in blind on this. Um, I watched the other episode first when I was watching these, but I would have had the same exact experience it watching this one first. It didn't provide any additional knowledge no. to this. No, to this. no. But th- in the OP, I like, oh yeah, I recognize a lot of these characters. Oh, there's Nico Robin. Oh, they've worked things out. She's part of the team. Oh, okay. And then I fucking saw the Afro skeleton. And mm-hmm. I, the way I was so enthused by the Afro skeleton is uh-huh. just, I can't overstate how much I want to know everything about this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know their yeah. name. We never see them do anything in both of these episodes, but they're in the OPs for both. And I just need to consume and there's Afro a, there's skeleton. And a, there's a little hint in, in the next episode about, about this character. but uh, Yeah, but we still, we, ah, I know nothing. But we know I know nothing. nothing. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Afroskeleton is the coolest part of One Piece. You got me. Ba, 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 that. Da, da, Afro. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, no, just, the words are the same. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are there are so many characters in this opening theme. So yeah. many characters that I've never seen before, <laughs> and um, didn't see in this one. This no, and we're not in in this episode at all. Uh, they're not they're appearing like, in this film. Whole different like food groups of characters, maybe literally, <laughs> I guess, more literally well, than I, I intended. But it is kind of fun, though, right? Because like we watched that episode ages ago or not ages ago, but, you know, several episodes back when we did the first spinning ages of the wheel. in one piece time, yeah, ages in one piece time ago. And that guy, Frankie, was sort of like. I don't know. The he seemed like a, like the a nose guy. The nose right? guy. He's yeah. like a like big buff nose guy. He seemed like kind of a local tough or a villain of some he's kind. A villain. Like a lovable villain. And now he's full on part of the team. That's fun for me. That is you know? fun to see, especially because we we saw his his shit happen completely mm-hmm. randomly, and then we get to see like these threads yeah. connecting later. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we've earned none of this, but hey, they're friends now. That's fun. Um. I also got to say at the beginning of this episode, uh, there's a last time on and it is the yeah. most the, 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 the being awash with the words at first. I think the first words are something about Sanji and Pudding's bloodbath wedding. Mm-hmm. Can, and you I don't read, know, can you read the entire? Did you did you take I, note of it? I, I, I didn't. I wrote down several words as it as it spoke bed by me also i think we we all may have watched different things i watched i think a fan sub you watched Crunchyroll, and then i don't know what rory watched maybe the dub i watched yours this one was not oh, dubbed. You, okay so so we didn't he didn't watch the dub on this one so i uh, essentially there's just stuff about sanji and pudding a bloodbath wedding okay. there's a big pirate named big mom and they teamed someone up with someone named beige beige b-e-g-e they broke Beggy? Carmel's portrait. Big Mom screams. She remembers the past. And uh, and here we go. I, I did write this. This Charlotte Linlin, also known as Big Mom, has been feared for her brute strength since she was a child and abandoned in Elbath, country of the giants. There she met Mother Carmel, a nun who was admired by everyone and lived happily with other orphans. And then the last time on jumps to this giant fucking fire that presumably a she said. A burning Viking village. <laughs> 
Uh, and, and now all these giant Vikings want to kill this five-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, no part of that was covered in the previously on. <laughs> it was very, very stunning experience. Yes. So, yes. yeah, we we jump in at this moment. There's, like, a bunch of orphans, this old lady, and uh, a girl who I couldn't tell whether she's supposed to be a giant or not. She is giant. Yes. Uh, named Lin Lin. And she has gone full, like... I don't know. It seems like she's in some sort of fugue state, setting fire to the town and screaming for Semlo. Which we come to learn is like a, I guess like a pastry. I looked it up. I looked it up. Uh, Semla are traditional Swedish Fat Tuesday cream buns. Fat Tuesday cream buns, what they call me in college. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, they're like an eclair. They're like a round eclair okay. um, that are eaten on Fat Tuesday. So in Sweden. So all right, they did their. They did some cultural research for <laughs> well, a Scandinavian mention, setting. It's, it's kind of interesting, like because this is uh, we've taken giants and Vikings, which are you know very Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they wouldn't be this like they're combined in a way that doesn't make sense. It's uh, very fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's sort of a cultural telephone happening, right? Of yeah. Like Japanese culture through like pirate culture through <laughs> Viking, you know, Viking culture. You know, it's just kind of a fun whatever. It is fun. It's, I, didn't, I wasn't going to say it was insensitive or anything like that. It's just like, no, it's just one of those things where you've taken kind of the good guys and the bad guys from a mythology and yes. said the same guys. Yes. Very funny. <laughs> what if they were both? Oh, neat. Well, it's funny, too, jumping into this with no context, because we don't have a full sense of scale for this. Because no. the giants are big, but uh, uh, Lin Lin looks like child sized compared to the giants. It isn't, I think, until later in the episode, we really get the full sense of how big Lin Lin is compared to, like, normal. Normal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really weird. And, like, the buildings she set on fire are very large, but, like, they're also set far away. Yeah, I don't know. And normal it's, for it's, giants? Yeah. yeah, normal for giants. It's weird. It's very yeah. odd. Early, You're right. she's walking away from this burning village, and as she's walking, the, like ground pounding sound effects are happening and i'm like that's a little girl why is the big <laughs> yeah. why is the big she, steps? she has this she has why these the thunder steps, these like is happening iconic thunder steps that don't make any sense really when she's the smallest person on screen right mm-hmm. yeah until we get banana for scale and then you know we can <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so then okay so mother carmel carmel Car- everybody Let's this, carmel. what is this what is this arc uh, called it's called like the whole cake island arc. I think everybody right. seemed like W H O L E whole whole cake. <laughs> whole cake island. Yeah, not like what I call a you know when I when I drop a whole cake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
I'm sorry for whatever that was. <laughs> no, that's we'll crime. Cut it. We'll cut. We'll cut. No, it we can we can keep a crime in. It's fine. Uh, I have a guess actually as to what's happening here, based on kind of the op and then your a knowledge bit of, of this and my knowledge of sweets. <laughs> no, I just like. Do you remember? Do you remember it's my in, moment. No, just you remember in Super Mario RPG when they get married and they go to the the like Mary Moore village that's like a, a cake. It's like an, a, a wedding place. Yeah, just like yes. a, a place where weddings happen. So you uh, think that's I, what Whole Cake Island? I is. I think Whole Cake Island is probably like a place where weddings happen. It's like a wedding destination because we know that Sanji's getting married to somebody named Pudding, and Pudding. Sanji's prominently featured in the OP. It's like, oh, is this a Sanji arc? This seems like mm-hmm. very Sanji centric. Uh, and so I'm guessing that this is like a place, but it's also, I mean, it's either that, or he's just marrying the, the heir to the land of sweets, right? It's entirely also possible. I mean, it's, I, one thing I know about one piece is, is the way that they kind of use themes to like group, uh, an arc or, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, a team or whatever. So I kind of didn't invest interrogate it further. I thought, oh, these are yeah. like, we're using candy words, and especially when they use like the English spelling and name. Yeah, um, you kind of don't know how intentional it's supposed to be with, um, like, how much the Japanese audience is meant to get of it. You just don't. Sometimes right. it's all of it. Sometimes it's none of it. You, it's it's hard to have that context. Yeah, for me. So she's she's Mother Caramel. It's not spelled like caramel or caramel, but it's caramel. And that's clearly what they're doing. But nothing about her is uh, really sweet. She's She seems well, sweet. She seems sweet. She's kind of a Mother Teresa type uh, who smokes um, and also does arcane fire magic. Yeah. Um, so this was crazy. She walks up to the burning village and she does some magic where she personifies the flame. She's like, I give you voice. And it turns into like a flame person. And then she's like, Named obey Pandora? me. Yeah, she's like, obey me. I name you Pandora. And it's like, all right. And then it turns into a little a little sun-shaped friend that she's like controlling. It turns and into the baby son from Teletubbies. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's like a cute, like a Fleischer era cartoon. Um, it's like, oh, oh, oh boy, I'm, I'm a little son. Uh, it, it's very strange. It's very weird. Yeah, um, and I don't know enough about One Piece lore to know if that means that she just is magic or if she's, you know, had one of them fruits or what. Is this part of an established magic system that right. we've already learned? Right. Not a clue. Not a fucking clue. No um, idea. But she takes control of everything and manages to stop the the giant Vikings from murdering Lin Lin, who she's like all in on protecting for some reason. Yeah, Lin Lin, Lin Lin is like in a in a pastry fugue state and uh, <laughs> kills a Viking by sort of uh, doing a what's that wrestling move where you flip somebody and land on their head? Um, oh, like a suplex? Yeah, like a suplex, basically. like a beard suplex. Like she grabs him by his beard and suplexes him, and all he he dies. Yeah, he basically dies on the spot. <laughs> um, and uh, the other, the other Viking, the other Vikings, the other Vikings, mm, Viking giants, <laughs> uh, the other giant Vikings, um, uh, want her dead. They're like, "Hey, she may look like a child, but she's a, a god of disaster." Yeah, yeah, they're scared as fuck of this little kid. 
And yeah. presumably she did set fire to their whole village. I don't, we don't yeah, have any we details missed about the, that. Yeah. Uh, but there's the other giant who I think is his brother of the guy who died. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is, what is it? Cloud? Uh, it's like Cloud I don't Beard know. or I don't know. He's like a Beard something. Yeah. Beard Hill. Beard Hill. Beard his Hill. Beard, his that's name not, is Beard Hill. Uh, and his beard <laughs> is 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 a mount is basically like a little mountain that goes. He's up. more beard than man. He's more beard than man, and it's a great character design. It's very fun. Yeah, I think it's Jar. I think it's probably Jarl Beardhill, or and then Jorl is the other. Anyway, mm-hmm. but um, they they all want like her to die, and they try to put her to death. But this you know sort of mother Carmel. Uh, blocks herself and is like, no, I, I, I will. I'll take the children with me. Um, we'll you know, leave your lands. Puts out, yeah, we'll leave your lands. We'll sort of get out of your hair, and we can like build our orphanage elsewhere. But you know, you can't kill this this little girl. Um, okay, so now Luffy comes in and he trips on his dick, and Nami sees it, mm, and Usopp's no, all no, weird, not and, quite, and everybody's having a good time with Sanji and Zoro, right? Nope. Nope. Yeah. We get more of this. <laughs> uh, this is where things get a little weird. I think so things things take a turn for the dark and then for the non-literal. And I really want to talk about it because uh, we learn that Mother Carmel's actually a human trafficker and she's been selling children to the government for 50 okay. years. Yes. So, <laughs> so this happens. So they, they rebuild their their orphanage on a new island and they're happy and she seems to be still very kind and i don't know it's like uh you you still don't know what her motivations are um and then she takes a meeting with some some weirdos some masked weirdos on a boat so that this is something i wanted to mention kind of because the the way this scene unfolds i didn't need any additional context Mm -hmm. um there you know, you know, you know exactly what's going down. Yep. Um, but after I after I had said that, like, all of the world building is done in a way that doesn't help me. Uh, you know, a dictator named Paul is useful, yes. is a useful <laughs> context clue. But I it turns out I didn't need it at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually it's funny because I was having a thought literally seconds before she was like, oh, yeah, I'm a child tra- trafficker <laughs> uh, where I was like. Where she literally says that. Um, yeah. But uh, it's but obvious. In the, She's in the too moments, nice. In the moments before that, though, I was like, this is like a really interesting character. It's like I'm trying to figure out what she, her whole deal is. But like she's like a smoking nun who like seems like she really loves these kids. But like, I don't know. She's doing like fire magic and is she making bargains. <laughs> Did she make like a warlock's bargain with a, a sun spirit? Is she hiding something? <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I'm just really be- interested in this like morally gray, complex character. Then she's a little like. Uh, I tra- tra- traffic children. Yeah. To be fair, I thought maybe that there was an agreement, an agreement with that kept the the world government, you know, offer mm-hmm. offer shit. Right. Like, you know, like well, I could give you one when I have to to keep the rest of the orphanage afloat. And maybe right, that's the case, but it wasn't the case. It seems like she's <laughs> yeah. just selling kids whenever she wants. <laughs> she yeah. just like gives she- them all up. Yeah, and that's why that's what's weird. So she, all right, we're we're gonna kind of. I need to talk about this. We're going to hand wave the rest of this. They get back. Uh, everyone's having a good time. It's Lin Lin's birthday. They've made her a croquembouche. 
of Semlas. Of Semla, yeah. Like a big tower, like those little cream puffs in a tower, that. Yeah, but it's fucking giant. And I need to know if you agree with me. She eats everyone, right? It feels like it, right? Because she goes into another one of her fugue states, and it almost seems like Mother Carmel is like intending for this to happen because she's like got like yes, yes face as she like watches her eat. And she eats, she eats, it goes into this weird dreamscape where everyone's like all the kids are like, I hope we can be friends forever. We're gonna be together forever. And then when she comes out of her trance state, no one's there. She's eaten the table the cake was on, and there's scraps of clothing on the ground. She ate everybody. Boy, I think so. The it, way it, that Carmel was gone, too, I thought maybe she just, like, abandoned her. Yeah, because right, the narration that was that Carmel had this thing going on and making these deals and was going to sell them out, and it's when she disappeared. And so it's it's really... I don't know. I kind of like I, I think the next episode actually continues Lin Lin's sort of like child journey. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it, it does feel like that's going to be a reveal later. Either she did or didn't eat the kids. You know, like we're in a yeah. it's intentionally ambiguous and maybe they're alive mm-hmm. or maybe she does. Like we'd have to know what she thinks. Does she think yeah. she ate them or does she think they're alive and well? And whatever she thinks, it could probably be the opposite. Right. Yeah, it's it was just I I was really interested by this and I was also interested by like I don't I don't think they really tipped their hand too early. Something I've noticed from One Piece is that I feel like this show is so zany all the time and so like sometimes illogical that you don't necessarily know that they're going for something until they've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um totally. You know. And also cannibalism's pretty intense. I could also see this like sort of hand waviness being just a way to do it without upsetting moms and dads well, I can, whose I can kids give you are watching an, One Piece. I, I got two sides of the coin. You are 100% right. There is the kind of a fairy tale clause. Like if you, yeah. bake, you <laughs> bake them into the, into the stew and an old <laughs> witch did it, then it's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that, so, t- t- so I'm still very much unmoored. And to Austin's point about like, you know, the inherent one pe- zaniness of One Piece... It, that's just another layer of complexity when you don't know anything that's happening. You're like, dude, <laughs> is this supposed to be crazy and funny? Yeah. Or Does this is, mirror something I about stupid? Big Mom? Am I missing something? Right. Did, Mig, did Big Mom do something like this in another episode? And so we're yeah, seeing yeah. like a... That's the thing. We could be... there's There could be whole Kaiser Soze moments we do not get to experience because maybe like... maybe oh, in we're like, inventing maybe, ourselves. <laughs> right. But like three episodes, maybe Big Mom in the present was like... I don't know. I fucking love Crocambouche. And then like they like talk about Crocambouche and we're supposed to go like, oh, that's why she likes Crocambouche. Or something <laughs> yeah. like I don't know. Like we like there could be any number of these weird reveal moments that like we're just yeah. never gonna enjoy. Yeah. I um, mean, I was thinking also during during the eating, I was like, wow, it's really nice that the kids are actually so supportive. Like I really thought the kids were going to be a lot meaner. Usually this kind of story, a villain origin story, usually. um, And it's this is still true, even whether they got eaten or not. But the fact that we are seeing uh, maybe a different course of events through the the lens that the the villain herself, she still hasn't really seen what's going on. Right. Which I think is interesting because usually the villain turn when they decide to become the Joker is when they sort of like see the horror, horrible truth. Right. And then they're like, mm-hmm. ah, I got wronged by society and now I'm going to be 
wicked evil. Uh, she at the end when we cut back to like modern time, uh, Big Mom is she like seems shouting. Like the good guy. Well, she seems like she still doesn't know where her mom went, where where Mother Carmel. Oh, went. sure, yeah. She's like, "Where's mom? Like, I still don't know what happened. Like, where did she go? Like, but, she never learned that she was a child trafficker. It's like <laughs> she's still that yeah. like sad child waiting to know what happened. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just I find that interesting. Yeah. But it is. I'm looking at the the previously on now again, and like the thing that makes her go ballistic is when someone busts up the photo of Mother Carmel and she's like starts shrieking. It kind of right. gives you the vibe that maybe she's just repressed everything and like really does mm-hmm. know that she mm-hmm. ate a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or doesn't know if she ate a bunch of kids. Like, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean. It... I don't know much more the to say about can, it than that. Yeah, the thing you can kind of count on a shonen anime to do is to not leave anything up for interpretation. Mm, that <laughs> is all the mysteries that we're building and all the and all of the gray areas that we find intriguing are going to be spelled out Very letter by letter. Usually yeah. true. That is usually true. Yeah. Uh, just before we we go to 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 a sponsor, I want to make sure that we drop the audio, just the extremely upsetting audio of the noises that Lin Lin makes while she's eating the semlas. I don't know. If you watch the dub, I don't know what it's like. But in Japanese, it's just so nasty. Also, it's weird because they keep repeating the same like footage. And it, it, yeah, it's like a very it's a trippy moment. Yeah. Uh, I also have one more call out to make as well. Um, when uh, Mother Carmel is meeting with the weirdo, the masked weirdos on the boat to talk about her child trafficking. Um I believe she also mentions she's talking about the giants and giants um, becoming going to the Marines, going to the Navy. Mm, And she refers to a giant named John Giant Giant? (laughs) who became the (laughs) Navy's first giant, which I don't know. I mean, is is both so low effort world building, but also like kind of incredible. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) You remember John Giant, the first giant? (laughs) <laughs> to become a marine <laughs> oh god let's go make some money let's do it uh rory mm, yes rory i've got a surprise for you and that surprise is that you're going to tell us about the sponsor today <laughs> oh good oh good oh and good i know this is one that you know a lot about can you please tell us about our sponsor this week, Polygamy 3.0? Uh, yeah, everybody, get ready, get ready to buckle in because this is going to knock your uh, whatever, where mm. you know, knock your parts where the where the parts don't go. This is going to send you. <laughs> this is going to send you into into marital bliss. Uh, uh, you know, of the in the third dimension, this, you're gonna see you're gonna see Technicolor <laughs> with this one, with this one. Because guess what? We all know we all know that that tried and true poly- polygamy is sort of one person has many wives or many husbands, right? There's sort of a central figure 
Yeah. Uh, and you just get to, and you just get to blast your way through An the row. Just a, yeah. This sort of, yeah, this sort of, yeah. The alpha spouse. And the alpha spouse. Well, there's the problem. <laughs> Typically, it's a little bit yucky poo. And they tend to not be of, uh, you know, the 18 or older variety. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. claim that polygamy is inherent. Yeah, get that polygamy out of here. We've come, we've come through with our PR team to sort of make some grand sweeping changes about, mm. you know, about modifying polygamy for the 21st century, about getting this back on track to get, we want this to be legal in the next two to five years. Oh shit. As a, as a sort of recognized marital arrangement. Now, there is still, there is still the alpha. This is called the insurance hog. And this is the person <laughs> oh. who gives, uh, oh. who provides everybody the best. This is sort of your, your, the primary spouse to everybody, the insurance hog. You are, you are, um, you have the best, you have the best insurance. And we're all, we're all like, now you don't tell Uncle Sam this, this person. This is, this is for you to structure your polygamy around, right? We're all uh -huh. we're all getting the best insurance. We're all sort of filtering through this nexus point. I see. Good. Now, on this sort of a wheel in the spokes uh, sort of uh, formation. Now, out on the spokes, you are you're a you're a, a sort of a tertiary spouse. Your job, your job is to couple with your adjacent your adjacent spokes to create oh. to create strong triangular bonds that hold up the wheel. Ooh, that's oh, good. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, so this is like an interconnected web. This is this is polygamy 3.0. Wow. So you 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 are responsible for a a three-part bang train uh, <laughs> with your <laughs> with your two your two primary look to your left, look to your right. <laughs> yeah, you the, these these are this is this is the the triumvirate. The yeah. menage, the menage a trois that holds the wheel in, in place. Been a while since we've had a bang train, eh, boys? Mm. <laughs> Been a while since we've had a good bang train. <laughs> now you are a member of three specific bang trains because you have yes, you are on the you are on the left and you are on the right spoke to one to one bang train. Now each <sighs> bang train consists of two, right? These uh, your two two spokes. Two spokes and one insurance hog. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> one hog. The hog. The centerfold. The spit rope <laughs> of the of the of the uh, of the menage. Uh-huh. Uh, just for a second, imagine walking into a Starbucks and seeing this in a diagram on someone's laptop. This is their their master manifesto they're working on. Now you I'd buy now, them a coffee. The, while the while the while the um, sort of metaphorical wheel is spinning, you you will have downtime in the relationship where you are not responsible for organizing or participating in any spit roast in any fuck drain. <laughs> now during this time, while your spokes are are above the wheel, you are in you're in just couple mode, right? You have you have one one spoke to your left. That is your that's your spokesperson. Uh, what you might. Your spokesperson. That's right. They vouch for you to the to the <laughs> hog during any disputes <laughs> for, for any for any claims that need to be filed. I'm, yeah. I'm just legitimately into this. <laughs> I think you've cracked it. 
<laughs> I think Polygamy 3.0 is going places. How do you respond to the accusations that you've turned marriage into a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> well, I would refer back to the aforementioned to the aforementioned spit roast and say it's not just a Ponzi scheme. It's a copy. It's a Ponzi scheme with a fuck train. No. Now here's a question: Can you fuck across the wheel? Whoa. Whoa. Now, so this we get it. We get into what our uh, sort of taboos amongst amongst the the polycule. Because here's the thing: obviously, you can fuck anybody you want. You can train on anybody. That's that's <laughs> God's God gave you that right as you know, the day you were born. However, mm-hmm. the structure of the of polygamy 3.0 does have certain boundaries that you're expected to respect. Because if you start just blasting on anybody in the wheel, then downtime gets fucked up, right? Then things mm. then. Then the hog is not is not <laughs> participating as a central feature in the in the organization. Uh, everything begins to degrade just so that you can take a hot quahoon from somebody on the other side of a wheel. <laughs> it ain't worth. It's just not worth. <laughs> respect Society the boundaries. Respect the structure. Respect the spokes. The spokes and hub situation. Uh, you know, established order. Sure. And if sure. It's not, Sure, or you risk getting kicked off of insurance, <laughs> right? And the law, the law says that certain extramarital, extramarital participatory, participatory, eh, carnal relations, um, they may not be, they may be seen as polygamy 2.0, the bad one, right? Oh. Right? Uh... So if you'd like to join Rory's cult, uh, you can call. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, we didn't talk about it, but the center of the wheel the, the at the axle, that's you, right, Rory? <laughs> I would love to say that person does Rory get to doesn't have, have the insurance. most. I don't have insurance, dude. This is all This is all for me to get covered so that I can get my feet surgery. Because I want chicken feet. <laughs> that's, that's very good for the Well, we can't unpack that for now, but... Uh, wow, this sounds amazing. But if you're already married and have good insurance, then I've got a system where we can all kind of get in on it. Amazing. Incredible. And Uncle Thank Sam's so just much. gonna have to get cool with it. <laughs> just get on board. Because it's religious. It's a hip hop world. Get with it or get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Rory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's pretty compelling. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners, to One Piece episode 340. So we're in the 
the first third or maybe pushing out of that out of that trimester. Yeah, yeah. Near the end. Yeah, I, I, somewhere in there. Somewhere I in there. I can't do math. Can't do math. We have arts degrees, everyone. Um, <laughs> this is episode 340. The man called a genius. Hogback makes his appearance. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to say, the buildup of that name did leave something to be desired from what we got. But I did kind of like this Hogback. He's still kind of fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. still on Team Hogback. I was, uh, for as much as the first half of this episode I wanted left a me kind of cold. Man, so bad. <laughs> ah, I know. No, the, the back half of this episode where we meet Hogback and everything around the it, uh, the Hogback half is is truly a fucking delight. Um, but the tell us up, about yes, it, Rory. The lead up is boring. Uh, Usopp, Nami, and Chopper traverse through the forest of Thriller Bark. Chopper oh. revealing Dr. Hogback to be a famous surgeon and expressing excitement to see him. But when the group have second thoughts of heading towards Hogback's manor due to the strange creatures roaming the wood, Hildon or Hildon? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Is nowhere to be seen before being attacked by a platoon of zombies that drive them towards the direction of the manor. While immediately hospitable, despite the manners uh, of his female <laughs> assistant, Victoria Sindri, Hawkback starts <laughs> acting strange after it is mentioned that Brooke has arrived on the island. Oh, Afro-Skeleton is Brooke. The Thousand Sunny, meanwhile, gets caught in a giant spider web. Now, I did like Victoria Sindri, too. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about Sindri <laughs> This will be an entirely Sindri-focused segment once we get there. Uh-huh. But um, we have to get there first. So, okay. So, the skeleton man, the Afro-Skeleton's name is Brooke. That's at least something to know. Okay. We've got something. This is some new, new pieces of information from the summary. Thank you. Yeah. Every time, we get a little bit. Uh, I love the it OP was, this time. Uh, it was fun. Uh, it had an English rap section near the end. Yeah, where it was it? like, mm-hmm. to the west, to the east, gonna find my way to One Piece. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for One Piece. Because <laughs> that first Fuck. One Piece rap was pretty popular, but not the Japanese opening, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. was that was a Four Kids a four original. Kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I liked I liked the the setup of this. It does go too long, but like yeah. it's fun seeing these. The, we're almost in kind of a a medieval fantasy land. They're in a carriage, go in through the woods. There's mm-hmm. a there's manners and zombies. Uh, yeah, Thriller Bark is the name of the arc, I believe. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's there's a doctor, and that's notable. Like that's noteworthy. You yeah, know, like, oh, a doctor, a surgeon. You know the celebrity surgeons. The the in the age of piracy, I don't know how. I mean, medicine's still fucked up, but like, it seems like you could get a doctor, right? Like, right, you go to the doctor. So I just meant like a, a, a part of the part of the uh, tableau of being in the medieval times is this rarity: a doctor being some sort of magic uh, oh, a man. Doctor. Yeah. A doctor, you say? Yeah, it's they're in a they're in a spooky forest. Um, which you can tell immediately because the man offering them a carriage ride is a bat. He's a sort right? of a vampire man. Is a little is a vampire boy <laughs> with an unexplained number twenty one above like his right eyebrow, um, and it looks like maybe he's stitched like a like a like a, a, a stuffed animal or a, or a Frankenstein or something. There uh-huh. again, I this is where One Piece gets me because I don't know whether or not 
character design details are supposed to mean something or if they're just there for fun. Yeah, I, I know. Right. I know a lot of times there's like there's like ranks. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the you you fight a bad guy you think is the big bad guy and you find out he's like number 12 in the pantheon of guys <laughs> and he's been ranked number 12 and he's the oh, 12th, yeah. demon slayer style. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I also know that like that's that's just kind of those numbers like number tats are cool quote yeah unquote. it's it's uh-huh. like hildon could just be like no there's no meaning to the 21 that's just i just hildon. fucking look cool i just look that, cool with this tat. just his like kanji tattoo or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly it, you know in english this means nijuichi it's the number 21 <laughs> it's very cool uh big black the, oh boy yeah, I mean, there is the blackjack meaning again. Like, is he? He's not even a gambling bat. Like, there's nothing no. going on there. It's so confusing. Oh, I was born a gambling bat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're in spooky carriage, going to a spooky mansion in a spooky forest. Um, and d- let's let's, let's call this out. Let's call this out. So they're separated from the main cast, and by they, I mean the characters we are following are Nami, Usopp, and Chopper, and. The rest of the main cast are on what is the, what's the name of the boat from the summary? The Thousand Sunny. Thousand Sunny. So they're on their boat, the Thousand Sunny, getting caught in a spider web that we see in like a thirty second cutaway one time. Um, <laughs> that's what the rest of the cast is doing, but we're focused on Nami and Usopp and Chopper in the forest, and that's that's where we spend all. Who our time. I would say probably barring Chopper's like wild shape transformations, they are probably the least like combat ready members yeah. I think probably to sort of dial up the the like fear angle it's true I mean Nami Nami's pretty badass when she wants to be I hear but I've never seen it right I mean <laughs> I've never seen it <laughs> I hear women can hold their own but I've never seen it raga, raga, raga. Um, yeah I mean she's got like a staff I guess but yeah sh- yep um so <laughs> The first, so the I, I got a little tired of this episode early on when it was just a bunch of scared face close-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot uh, of it's, loud voice acting about yeah. being scared about all of the Frankenstein's uh, that and, are that are in the forest. And you know, I was upset about it right up until the moment Nami looked out of the carriage and saw the Giga Chad lion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the lion, the little lion man, the with the big chin. Oh my god, that's probably because... our our episode image, right? I mean, that's that's <laughs> one of the funniest designs I've ever seen. She sees a lion and she's like, "That's a lion of the forest." And then he turns his face and he's just so hot. <laughs> but I think the the idea is that and with a doctor, it's like an Island of Dr. Moreau situation. Yes. I feel like every show has yes. like one Island of Dr. Moreau episode. Uh, but we only mm-hmm. saw the lion, right? Everything, I guess maybe the bat, too, would be you could assume was him. I kind of just got sort of normal Dr. Frankenstein like with. Uh, well, it's like the trees with- have like human parts on them and. All of the yeah. like animals, the centaur, the centaurs driving the carriage are like part people, part like, yeah. So yeah, weird. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I yeah, to put them all together. And then there's the zombies, and the zombies are more explicitly linked to to Doctor yeah. Hogback. Um, <laughs> as we learn, Doctor Hogback is is trying to raise the dead. Uh, so like, okay, zombies. Are, all right, that makes sense. 
um, they get attacked by these zombies, and it's very funny. Uh, they <laughs> well, I mean, they're... first, first, the reason that they get attacked by zombies is because oh. they are telling Hildun, Hildog, the uh, <laughs> the Batman, the Batman, um, that they're like, you know what? Actually, on second thought, this forest sucks ass. And <laughs> as much as Chopper wants to meet a celebrity doctor. Uh, the vibes so bad the (laughs) vibes are so off here that we probably just want to bail um and and hilden is like okay cool 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 yeah let me just go like talk to the the horses or whatever and i'll be right back and then they all abandon the carriage you know our three heroes in the carriage in the middle of a graveyard yeah yeah this was this was one of my favorite bits uh you know, because the zombies are very threatening and they're very strong and they're attacking Usopp. They bite Usopp. Like, there's a whole bunch of fighting. Chopper turns into his big, I don't know, his spooky big bear mode. Like, I don't even know how to describe Chopper's wild shape, mm-hmm. as you say. Um, But they run away from the zombies and Usopp runs back and he's like, no, U- zombies can only walk at a snail's pace and groan. We'll be fine. And the zombies are all like, what the fuck? And they just start <laughs> running. <laughs> and, then, and that's a great joke. But then two seconds later, they do the first joke again when they, all the zombies are just super tired and they stop running like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they're so winded. It's it's funny because, yeah, like there are for for the, the first half of the, the zombie encounter, they're being traditional zombies. They're not talking. They're sort of just like biting and, and groaning. <laughs> And then you start to hear little bits of chatter. Like, they're just like, oh, hey, what? What are you doing? That's, I don't know. That's my head. Oh, here uh, you go, bud. Yeah. Like, you know, they start, like, being just kind of like regular guys. Um, <laughs> and that just, that joke just kind of keeps building up to that, up uh, to that running point, which is just, it, it's God. great. It's a good bit. It's very funny. Not the best yeah. bit in the episode, but uh, nope. it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say, like it's it's clear i i've i've talked to people who say one piece is very funny and like i get that and i'm getting it a little bit out of this episode i just wish we also didn't have to like it's it's funny in those moments but the earlier parts of this episode were like you know 5 year old funny like mm-hmm. oh i'm mm. so scared my eyeballs are coming out of my you know whatever and it's like and then we'll do that for 5 whole minutes and- yeah <laughs> well it can it can be it it can also just be jarring when you're like if you're in it for the story and the action and then they just keep doing a comedy episode, that can be annoying and like not the show you want to watch. And mm-hmm. it sometimes shows can be multi-genre. And I, I feel like One Piece doesn't do that great. It it vacillates. Yeah. If it's, you are the kind of person who can put on this show while you're like doing laundry or whatever, like doing something else, you know, and you can get through a thousand episodes and you can still like half pay attention. Maybe this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're giving it your whole attention, it's like, eh, can I skip around? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're a Gen Z and you're watching this on your third screen while you tablet and then you, you're you on your phone. And you're playing yeah. Temple Run at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I the humor in this episode after the first like chunk, like we were saying, really did hit me very well. It's uh, good, and we're not here for the story, and the and so it's easier to 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 latch on to the comedy. Uh-huh. Yes, um, it, or, I just think, or an Afro skeleton. 
or an afroskeleton. Yeah. Fuck. God. I just I think of other animes I've seen that um, are I think more egregious than One Piece because One Piece is more frequently funny. Uh, yeah. That just stop the story to do a comedy episode, and I could be. It is is rage inducing. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about Dr. Hogback's mansion. Yes, please. My God. Uh, we get there. There, there's no one there. They're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And suddenly like a, a, a an old Broadway style footlight turns a on. A can, right? Yeah. And it like illuminates a well. It's got a then, gel in it too. It's like. <laughs> yeah. It's very theatrical. And then the 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 bucket is raising from the well, and out of the well rises this very spooky looking lady, and she immediately just starts pelting Usopp with dinner plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of has a corpse bride vibe to her. Yeah, yeah. She's got the stitches yeah. on her face, but yeah, she's oh. like she's just like hurling dinner plates like a frizz. She has a stack, um, and just sort of flinging each one like a frisbee. <laughs> Um, and then we learn, well, she's doing that until Dr. Hogback shows up. How would we describe Dr. Hogback? He's a big old dude. He's, he's in a, he's in a thick Dracula. Um, he's a very thick Dracula in, uh, in, uh, fishnets in in like a a Bauhaus fishnet top. (laughs) But Um, he's like the size and shape of, of Baymax from big hero six. He's like an inflated jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh with the little tiny uh little tiny black sunglasses. Uh and a and a and a nose and and just sort of, you know, vampire vampiric aesthetics. He's got stitches running across his forehead like yeah. uh like the uh, like a U-shape, like a like a rainbow sort of like arc. Right. Yes. Across his forehead. I don't know what that's about. Again, is Do- that Dr. Hogback. Yeah. Fucking uh, hogback, baby. And he's mm-hmm. kind of a fuck up. Like, I, I guess not, <laughs> uh-huh. not a fuck up, but he's like, he's kind of a goofball, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's not, uh, he's not an elegant being. Um, no, he's, he's not the, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a perfect way to put it. You know, and, and, uh, uh, Sindri is kind of like, is very abrupt and, and, and tries to keep Usopp from entering. She's like, okay, you can't come in the other. And then, you know, you've got Hogback coming in like, whoa, 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 Sindri, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, Sindri, chill. Uh, let, let's meet my guests or whatever. Let's, let's like have dinner. Uh, now and this dynamic was pretty entertaining. So she has obviously, as we've just seen, no chill. Yeah. No. And, uh, and, and he keeps chastising her for her lack of chill. And she is, it, it it ruins her. <laughs> His approval means so much to her. But she yes. also, but the but thing she, that she needs more, well, that she has is, that yeah, is stronger to, within her is her hatred of dinner plates. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Canonical. Fucking, her tragic hatred. backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you remember what it is specifically? Yeah, she was. He like he Hogback just drops this on us with like no fucking preparation. He's like, oh. Yeah, Sindri. Uh, she was engaged to her wealthy master, and uh, to test his love, she broke all of his prized dinner plates, and he tossed her out, and now she hates dinner plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, so she, she hates dinner plates. That's the thing we know about her. Uh, so, of course, they sit around a table and are chatting about stuff, about why they're here on the island or whatever. And they and she serves them flan a dessert. Each one of them serves some flan on no plate, just drops the flan straight on the on the tablecloth. And he's like, come on, Sindri, are we going to do this again? She's like, I wish plates would disappear from the face of the earth. <laughs> and then everyone but Nami to eat the flan just leans over and sucks the flan off the table with their mouths. Yeah. And, and Nami's like, you can still you can still use a spoon. What? <laughs> and Hogback clarifies also, oh yeah, so we just like we wash the dinner like we wash the tablecloth like several times. <laughs> so it's cool. Like it's totally this cool. Is, this is the like arrangement we have. This, this isn't is a, sort of <laughs> a really big imposition at all, the way that we don't have dinner plates. <laughs> Fucking goofy. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so funny. Yeah, and they're just like having a regular ass conversation as like Usopp and and uh uh Chopper and, and Hogback are all just like rooting around through through raw flan on the on the tablecloth, like they're hunting for truffles or something. Like just they're just full like full tongue, just yeah. like and they're just having searching. a regular convo about you know, an Afro skeleton or whatever while they're just eating, eating table cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's such a good gag. Fuck me. Um, uh, did you, who did we all watch the sub for this one or Rory? Did you watch this one in English? I watched it in English. So I don't know what the English voice actor for hogback did, but the Japanese voice actor, whenever he says Sindri's name, he does an entirely different vocal choice. And we'll have to drop the clip, but it's basically, he's like, oh yeah, well, welcome, I'm Dr. Hogback, and this is Sindori-chan. And uh, <laughs> I'm Dr. Hogback, let's uh, come on inside, and Sindori-chan can come with it. <laughs> it's like fucking weird. Sindori-chan. <laughs> この女は昔婚約していた大富豪の主人の愛を試すために主人の宝物の皿を全て叩き割ったところ追い出されたという不幸な過去を持つサラギライの使用人シンドリーちゃんだ。No, that's not in that's not in the English. Uh, I would have to double check if he does something a little more subtle uh with her name, but it's definitely not like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they fucking yeah, or he wants probably, to. Yeah. But she's too She's too concerned she about the dinner she plate. She won't serve it up. If you mm. know what I mean. Mm. Mm. Dinner is a... <laughs> I gave it up. I gave it up. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it, though. I mean, that's basically where they end the episode. Yeah. 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 My, my last little thought here, and again, this could have just been the fan sub that I was watching, but... Um, I feel like there ought to be a moratorium on this unless it's intentional because for this show, because he's like at one point they're like telling him about the zombie stuff and he goes and Dr. Chopper, Dr. Chopper. Yeah, he is uh, also a doctor. Yeah. Dr. Hogback says, oh, I'm glad you guys made it here in one piece. Uh, you shouldn't be able to use that. You shouldn't be yeah, able to say that. That should have you a gotta, big X. That's got to have a wink on it or you can't you can't so, use one piece on one piece. <laughs> <laughs> I 
my other thought was this uh, sort of piqued my interest. I kind of have to figure, knowing what we've seen, that it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, there's not a big giant zombie arc. Maybe there is, and that could be. They zombies they mention are a uh a it's a new field in in medicine, and mm-hmm. I guess I find it interesting that it's like. This is not, it's a, just a new field. It's like psychology was, right? It's like, he's not a mad scientist out on the fringes. Uh, he's not doing as magic. As far as we know, it's, yeah. Yeah, but like, it's just, oh yeah, this is new science. And it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he explicitly came to this island so that he could do it without people being like, ew, gross. One would, as- one would assume, but like, I'm just saying that that take on zombies. Yeah. Um, where it's like, normal but still new it was in kind of cool it's just within the realm of what doctors can do they just choose yeah. not to yeah well, celebrity doctors you know <laughs> your, your local pediatrician does know how to raise the dead they just don't do it because it's gauche mm. <laughs> i was thinking it's gross choose not to. <laughs> yeah so i don't know uh, i'd be interested in what that means for the mm-hmm. For a show with zombies in it. But like I said, I think this is kind of the spooky episode and we kind of leave the zombies behind. Yeah, we may find out more. Uh, yeah, or based we may on not. some random roles in the future. <laughs> yeah, or we will never see this arc again. <laughs> it will never have Hogback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we go to wrap up? Let's go. All right, we did it again. We spun we spun twice more. We now have four data points. Are we any closer to feeling like we, we can find can... the one piece? Well, no. So I guess what I'm asking is how many times do we have to spin the wheel before we can convincingly stay in a conversation with one piece fans and they don't catch on that we're fake? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I don't I think we have you know, it, I just don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> if if we picked one arc so that we learned enough characters mm. to, you know, like, I don't know any characters still. We've been. Right. I just. And and even the ones like, we we stay in episode with Lin Lin. I don't know that she's a recurring character after her thing is done. Like, right. True. I don't know any. Yeah, probably yeah. not. But maybe. Maybe she joins but the crew may, but... for 50 episodes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, fuck. Who, who, who knows? <laughs> I I will say I had more fun with these than I expected to. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I think these were more a little out of the box than the first two episodes we watched. Um, I think I... things are getting weirder. Yeah. By necessity, I guess. I, I imagine, right? <laughs> I mean, when your character designs are already start weird and then just have to keep getting exponentially stranger to keep things moving. I gotta, yeah. I gotta say something. So maybe, maybe this is a cry for help. Maybe I'm asking you to tie me down tighter to the mast. So the you want to watch more? You want to watch I more? I know. It's just I'm just I can see, I can see it growing. There's a seed, yeah. of a gum gum fruit inside me. That as we watch more episodes <laughs> of this, I go. I, maybe I, I maybe, think the key, maybe, the thing for me. <laughs> The thing for me is the is the is basically the barrier to entry, right? Yeah. That's like even though I have it on pretty good authority, the show gets good, 
I'm just not going there. I'm just not. I'm not walking yeah. that road for 500 episodes. To I get mean, there. if I just measure my own history with hyperfixation, like I could go at it from episode one, and probably by the time I tap out, I could probably tap out around episode 70. You know, and I'm not okay. even a tenth of the way in, right? I mean, you, that, it's just, the, you just barely crest into season two at that point, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see. You know, there there are periods of time where, like, like if I'm if if I'm playing a especially a Civ game, but you know, other games too, the, a, <laughs> uh-huh. a non dialogue. You game. need other games, but yeah, <laughs> no, you don't need them. But that Civ is a game where I easily can see myself. I just throw something on. Yeah, on Netflix, and I don't really give a shit what it is. It's just kind of there to watch between turns as I wait, as I wait for the AI to take their turns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe that could be One Piece, and that would be fine. Uh, I have it's, a, it's I have a very milk toast take. Yeah, I have a parting thought for us. Next time we roll, I need you all to put down as much sort of good vibes as possible. There is a needle I want us to thread with the grace of random number generator of a 14 episode season, season 12, called The Island of Women. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just. You want to go? You know? You want to go? Like, I want to go to there. And I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm just saying, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, what's the range? What's the range we're looking for? What is it? 600 and. It's four hundred and eight to four hundred and twenty-one. Ooh, oh, so Isle of episode four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! So I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. Next time we sit down to spin this, uh, maybe one of us puts their hand down on the wheel a little bit, kind of. Oh, I don't. I mean, we can't. We can't cheat. It, I know. But... I know. No cheating. No cheating. Uh, yeah. This was delightful. Yeah. Thanks, thank you, boys, for another another uh, fun, contextless trip into the Grand Line. We're gonna see everyone next Tuesday.